news and interviews from across the world and right here in the central Susquehanna Valley. This is WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Movie Mike McGranahan is with us. His website, ILSeat.com, member of the Critics' Choice Association. And they just came out with their documentary awards and the rest of your awards, right? Uh, we're in the process of our next awards, our big awards, which is kind of like our equivalent of the Oscars. That'll be uh, coming up in, I believe it's January. Okay, so not to not re- immediately anyway so we, we, let's get to let's let's walk slowly through December it tends to go fast uh, but uh, you have a review of strange worlds in Disney's animated Strange World, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a young man who is reunited with long-lost explorer father Dennis Quaid after they both end up in a magical subterranean area. The place is filled with weird terrain and bizarre, odd-looking creatures. It's kind of like being on another planet, or in Centralia. The two work with Gyllenhaal's teenage son to figure out why the power plant that fuels their village has started failing. Strange World was obviously influenced by Journey to the Center of the Earth, and I'll admit that I'm a sucker for stories where people discover hidden worlds. This one is a solid example of what I like. The animation is absolutely dazzling, making the place come to life and filling every inch of the screen with fascinating stuff to look at. The last time I saw something this eye-popping, it was that scene in Martin Scorsese's Casino where Joe Pesci puts some guy's head in the vice. Underneath the visuals is a nice story about how children need to form identities separate from their parents. Strange World has comedy, action, family drama, and a way of engaging your imagination from start to finish. It's a whole lot of fun. On a scale of one to four, I give it three and a half Jules Verne's. All right. 3.5. Why not four? I mean, it sounds like you're almost there with this. I, I have to put this in context of Disney animated films. It's not in the same league as a Frozen or a Lion King or things like that. It's okay. very, very good. And I think I might actually like it more than some critics do. A lot of people have complained, well, you know, it's just another story about fathers and sons. We've seen that kind of thing in Disney movies before. The parent-child relationship relationship. But I thought it was a lot of fun. Despite not being one of Disney's very best films, it's great to look at. There's a lot of comedy, a lot of adventure in it. And I found myself getting really swept away by it. And a sequel inducing moneymaker for them? No, this movie is a pretty big bomb for Disney. Normally, when they open a movie on Thanksgiving weekend, like the Frozen movies or Wreck-It Ralph, they open huge. And this movie didn't even make $20 million in the five-day Thanksgiving weekend. So it's unfortunate Unfortunately, a pretty big flop for Disney. Well, it's because they called it Strange World. They should call it Splat's Big Adventure or something. Yeah, the title may have been strange. The interesting thing is I have talked to people who had no clue that this movie existed. Disney, normally when they have a movie come out, the advertising is ubiquitous. Sure. You can't get away from it. And for this movie, it wasn't. And I think that hurt it, too. And also, animated science fiction movies never do well. Many years ago, like 20 years ago, Disney had an animated film called Treasure Planet that opened on Thanksgiving weekend. It didn't do well. They had a sci-fi movie called Atlantis, The Lost Continent, that opened in summer in the early 2000s. It was a bomb. So these kinds of movies don't generally do well. And I think it was sort of this perfect combination of that and the lack of sufficient advertising that just kept people away. Has there ever been a, a science fiction, fantasy, other world movie that did well? Fantasia or what else? Yeah, I mean, there's not many. When they try to do science fiction in animation, it generally 
does not gel with people. People tend mm. to want to see humans and then have the CGI effects around them rather than an entire movie created through computer animation. And squishy, curly, huggable characters, too. I think right. we're looking for cuteness, maybe, instead of something that might make you think a little bit. Okay, so Strange World, new Disney movie, animated, yeah. 3.5. Jules Verne's. Jules, oh, good for you. Nice. But I, I like it. I hope families will take a chance on it because it really is a lot of fun. Okay, yeah, $20 million. I'm assuming it costs hundreds of millions, probably. Probably at least $100 million, make, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, mini reviews, mm-hmm. not quite as much conversation. Oh, and uh, Strange World's at the theater. In theaters, yeah. said that, okay. Devotion, tell us about that. Really good movie here, too. This is based on the true story of the first African-American Navy pilot. He's played by Jonathan Majors, an incredible actor who's really just at the cusp of becoming A-list. He has been so good in so many movies, and he's about to become a major, major star. And the movie tracks his journey through the Navy and also his friendship with a fellow pilot played by Glenn Powell, who played a Navy pilot earlier this year in another movie called Top Gun Maverick. I thought I recognized him. Yeah, he was Hangman in that film, so he's really cornered the market this year on playing Navy pilots. But what I like about this movie, normally when you see a film about somebody, you know, an African-American person shattering the glass ceiling, it's very heavy-handed and you get a lot of scenes of direct racism. And this movie is calmer and more matter-of-fact. It shows this guy trying to do his job in the Navy and just sensing sometimes that people are treating him differently. There's not the big scenes of confrontations and the big drama. It's just much more true to life. And then you have the flying scenes, which are incredible. Uh, Very well done, especially when you see them up on the big screen. And there, they're played for realism. It's not like Top Gun Maverick, where they're played for action and excitement. They're played in this movie for realism, which makes them exciting in their own way. So I like Devotion a lot. Three and a half stars for this one. Yeah, I love the scene of the planes flying in formation. Yeah. Different forms of uh, that you see. And and again, three? Three and a half. 3.5. Good. Mm -hmm. All right. Fabulous. And uh, where do I see that? That's also in theaters. Theaters. All right. Where do I see Bones and All? That is also in the theaters. This movie stars two of the best actors of their young generation, Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet. She's an 18-year-old girl with cannibalistic tendencies who goes on the run looking for the mother she's never known. She meets Timothy Chalamet's character. He's also a cannibal, and the two fall in love. Mark Rylance is also in this movie as an older cannibal who kind of stalks her. This is a fascinating film to me because it's an absolutely brutal horror movie. It deals with cannibalism, and it shows it in pretty graphic detail. It's rated R, but it's also a really tender romance, and I suspect that it's going to be too gory for the romance crowd and too artsy for the crowd looking for jump scares, but I thought it was fantastic. It's really a movie about connection, and if what do you do if you're in extreme circumstances and you don't have anybody around that you can relate to? This girl finally finds somebody, and they fall in love, and what happens is kind of surprising and shocking. So, uh, Bones and all, very gory, but also very sweet. Three and a half stars for that one as well. Because the girl eats bones and all? Yes, that okay. refers to a way of, of eating another person, eating them bones and all. Yeah, oh, okay. And what did you say, three and a half? Three and a half. Wow, super. You're on a roll It's here. not going to be for everybody, I will admit. But if you have a little bit of an adventurous taste, I would highly recommend it. Okay, and that's in theaters. You said that. Yes. Okay, I heard the bells. Did that look to a fabulous trailer? That opens in theaters today, and it's the first 
movie from Sight and Sound, which, of course, people around, I don't know if everybody around the country knows what Sight and Sound is, but around here we certainly do. Theater company based out of Lancaster. They also have a theater in Missouri, and they do very high-end, upscale theatrical productions of biblical stories. This is their first foray into filmmaking, and it's based on the story of, um, oh gosh, Henry Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I always want to get those two names mixed up. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, the famous poet. Right. And in the movie, he loses his faith in God and his will to write after his wife passes away in a tragic accident. And the movie is about how he finds his way back to both of those things. As you would expect from Sight and Sound, it's an exquisitely mounted production. It looks beautiful. My only complaint about the movie is that it's cast with theater actors who are trained to play to the back row, so to speak. You know, everything has to be exaggerated, their their voices and their mannerisms. That doesn't quite work on camera. It reads a little bit like overacting. But I think this is a really touching, inspiring story, and I think it's very well done overall. So three stars for I Heard the Bells. Okay, so three even, and that's in theaters. And it's really from the Lancaster Company. It's from them. Yep. Wow, fabulous. Yep, it's from them. They're looking to make their way into movies. So That's not receiving a lot of publicity really statewide yet that they've done this. Yeah, they, it's not being promoted in any kind of mainstream way. I think they're promoting it in faith circles and to that crowd, churches and things like that. Looks like a perfectly appealing movie to me. It's really good. It has a nice faith-based message, but if you just want a good holiday movie or a good movie about Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, <laughs> for you, uh, then I think you can enjoy this. Just call him Longfellow. I yeah, think, I think you're in fair. We'll just go with that. <laughs> safe territory there. Okay, let's see what uh, we got. About a minute or so left. Uh, Netflix Glass Onion and Glass mm-hmm. Onion's a movie. Yeah, and that's a flop before it's even out, or what's well, happening? Well, no, it's a, it's a hit. It's a sequel to Ryan Johnson's film Knives Out. From a couple years ago, and Netflix decided they were going to release this movie for one week in theaters ahead of the streaming debut at Christmas time. They did it in 675 theaters, I believe, and it made $13 million. It could have been a massive hit if they had given it a wide release and kept it in theaters, but they've already pulled it to hold for Netflix, so they're leaving. Some people are speculating as much as $100 million or more on the table. All right, and you're wearing your hat, a Ryan Johnson whodunit. Yeah, which is I saw the movie yesterday, and it's really, really good. Glass Onion. Okay, yeah. so you like this. You're going to review that next week or so? Uh, probably closer to the time that it hits Netflix Okay, well, we'll at the end of the month. Watch out at... Uh on on your website, ILC.com, if you want to do that. Okay, and uh, finally, Christy McVie popped up on your mm-hmm. Twitter feed this week. So you were talking about a famous singer. Yeah, she passed away, a member of Fleetwood Mac, also a successful solo artist, responsible for many of that band's biggest hits. She passed away very unexpectedly, so a tremendous loss for music fans. Okay, and that was uh, noted. And there's a Fleetwood Mac movie or two out there, too. So Supposedly, they've been working on a movie about the, or trying to develop a movie about the creation of the Rumors album, which would be really fascinating if you know that story. <laughs> well, just that they fought a lot, but other yeah. than that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Stevie Nicks probably has quite the temper, you can just tell. <laughs> so, okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Movie Mike, thanks for the reviews and everything. And uh, because Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer, if you'd like to rehear those movie reviews, reviews, they'll be on our podcast page. And ILC.com is Movie Mike McGranahan's website at I'll seat that Twitter handle, follow it, and Campus Theater, campustheater.org, his sponsor.